0: Coming up on Stew Does America, we'll draw the line between Ukraine and Hunter Biden with Newsweek's Josh Hammer. Rashida Tlaib tosses some gas and a match at her own party as well. Blaze TV is only getting better. Don't miss out and get 10 bucks off your subscription right now when you use the promo code stew at blazeTV.com slash And it's time to take stock of the nation once again. Let's see how deep in the crapper we are as we do the state of Biden's union stew does america how deep in the crapper are we i'd say pretty deep pretty 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 deep that's where we are right about now i will say i will be there with you today because you have bonus stew does america tonight we're doing the preview of the state of the union right now and then tonight yeah, here it comes. YouTube.com slash Stew Does America. Don't miss out on our special coverage, State of the Union, the Watch Along. Yes, we'll be watching the State of the Union together. Really the only way you can possibly make it work uh, with sarcastic comments and mockery throughout a live fact check as well. You don't want to miss it, uh, youtube.com slash America. Go there right now, uh, subscribe to the channel click the little bell. It will remind you when the show starts and we'll have it live for you tonight. Do not miss it. It's going to be a lot of fun. And I hope we get real insight. You know, sometimes these really complicated issues are brought up in front of the American people and, you know, you have a job, right? You're doing something of value to the society. You don't have... Uh, 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 the ability to be able to really like dig in to every single complicated issue that comes in front of you that's why we have someone like kamala harris to explain it to us if you're watching any level of news even social media you're seeing everything that's going on right now in the ukraine break it down in layman's terms for people who don't understand what's going on and how can this directly affect the people of the united states
1: so Ukraine is a country in what? Europe. It, it is? exists next to another country called Russia. Really? Russia is a bigger country. Oh my Russia God. is a powerful country. It is? Russia decided to invade a smaller country is that called good? Ukraine. So basically that's wrong. Oh,
0: okay. So Ukraine is a country. Russia is another country. Russia invaded Ukraine. Basically that's wrong. So there you go, the type of analysis we've come to expect from our wonderful vice president. Tonight is the State of the Union. Joe Biden is gonna blurt out a bunch of things. He's gonna fumble over a bunch of his words. He's going to not make sense a lot, but we'll try to translate as we do the live coverage. I wanna give you a little preview about where we actually are, because what Biden's gonna do tonight is try to give you this picture of America that is incredibly healthy and doing incredibly well. They'll pull their statistics out and try to, um, you know, measure it against a time period from a couple years ago when we were in the middle of the pandemic and act like things are much better. And of course, they are much better than when we decided to shut all businesses down. (laughs) uh, uh, Considerably better than that. But are they where they should be? And that's what we'll get into uh, today. And let's go through a bunch of these categories. What are the things he should address? How should this go? We know how it's going to go badly, but how should it go? Let's start with inflation and basically inflation is like a money thing where there's like you have some money and you try to buy something and that thing costs more money than the money it used to cost. And basically that's bad. OK, that's inflation right now. Inflation at 7.5 percent. Uh, this is the highest we've seen since 1982. And you might think, wow, 1982, that's like before Biden was even in office. Right. No, no. He had already been in office for a decade in 1982. <laughs> so don't you worry about that. The question is, of course, as Biden goes through these numbers, everyone knows inflation's really bad. Who do you blame? Who's to blame for that one? Trump? January 6th, maybe? I don't know. We'll see if that becomes a theme uh, this evening. Uh, Tonight, we also have uh, a State of the Union that may address the economy. Now, the economy is like another money thing that measures, like, if you have a job or whether you can buy things with the money And all the money things combined to make the economy. That's basically the economy is Uh, GDP uh, up 7 percent. But from what? (laughs) This is the problem. The economy, they're going to pull out numbers on the economy that are going to make it sound like the greatest economy of all time. And the funny thing about the economy is it's one of the few issues it's really hard to spin your way out of because people feel it, they know it, they have to buy these things, they realize they don't have a job that they want, they realize they don't have the money in the savings account that they they used to have. Yes, you can juice the economy by dumping multiple trillions of dollars into it off of a pandemic where you forced all businesses to close and come up with some decent statistics. Um, But that is not a a long-term solution to the economy. And here's the thing, every American knows it. Every American knows this economy is not healthy, and we're having big problems. The uh, U.S. current account deficit, $214.8 billion. Uh, net uh, international investment position, minus $16.07 trillion. Uh, U.S. monthly international trade deficit, $80.7 billion. Real gross domestic product is plus 2.3. Um, and uh, look, no one really thinks that the economy is doing well right now, but... They're going to give you the numbers, and this might be, just a little preview, the most agonizing part of the State of the Union because this guy is going to try to take credit for everything that is going on, and it is incredibly embarrassing. So who's to blame for all the bad news in the economy? That would be Trump or January 6th, maybe racism, one of those. Just remember that. Okay, immigration. Now, immigration is a thing with people where they move from one place to another place across a line that's called a border and they come from one place to another place. And in theory, they should only come if they're allowed. But they're coming anyway. That's what immigration is. Immigration, 66 percent of likely midterm voters disapprove of Biden's immigration policy. We're seeing border crossings at levels we have never seen them before, at least not in a very, very long time. And, uh, of course, to blame for that is January 6th, maybe? Can we tie that to uh, racism, perhaps? Yeah. Donald Trump? Not exactly sure. Next up is COVID. Now, COVID is a virus. And it's a, it's a virus with these little prickly things. And they attach to our cells. And they infect the cells. And we're pretty sure, 100% sure, 500% sure it came from a wet market in Wuhan. Definitely not from a lab. 0% chance that it came from a lab. It's just, it, it, it makes you have like boo-boos in your lungs. Okay. Um, here is, uh, I mean, COVID-19 is going to be. Probably I take it back about the economy. This is going to be the most agonizing part of the State of the Union tonight. And the reason is he's going to try to take credit for the ending of covid. Coincidentally, you may have noticed that all of the mask mandates are now being lifted. Uh, all of the vaccine mandates are coming off uh, all of a sudden. We're the most free society in the universe because Joe Biden really, 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 really wants nice pictures of his State of the Union with no masks on so he can claim as if he's conquered COVID. He's beat the virus. Well, this is, of course, completely ridiculous, and the American people don't buy it. Uh, Supporting the development and distribution of COVID 19 vaccines, they're okay with his progress there at 58%. Promoting multiple ways for people to protect themselves against COVID. Only 50% there. And then he's underwater on everything else. Uh, striking the right tone of concern about COVID-19, he's minus 10. Protecting frontline healthcare workers during the pandemic is minus 12. Communicating clearly with the American people about the state of the pandemic. I mean, even if he knew what he was talking about, he's unable to speak. So he's minus 16 there. Supporting American workers during the pandemic, minus 18. Jumpstarting the economy during the pandemic, minus 28. Supporting American small businesses during the pandemic, minus twenty eight. Who's to blame? Is it Joe Biden? No, it's Trump or racism or transphobia, maybe or January 6th, probably January 6th on that one. Gas prices is up next. Now, gas is a fuel. And it comes from like old dinosaurs or something in rocks. They pump it out of the earth. And it makes your car go vroom? That's gas. Well, gas prices are up $3.64 a gallon, up. $0.10 $0.10 cents since just last week. And remember, this is before we've seen any impacts from what's going on in, with Russia and Ukraine. This is just like his normal set of terrible policies. We're up to $3.64 a gallon. And if you're in California, $4.82 a gallon. Not a lot of conservative policies making California that much higher, by the way. I was out in LA a couple weeks ago and I saw all over the place gas over $5 a gallon. And we haven't even seen the effects of the war with Russia and Ukraine. Who's to blame for that? Trump, obviously. And in January 6th, uh, Russia and Ukraine. I just mentioned it. Now, we've already heard the explanation about what Russia and Ukraine are from Kamala Harris earlier in the program. So I won't explain it to that level of detail. But 84% of Democrats expressed approval um, of, the, of the handling of the handling. Uh, of Ukraine, but only 27% of Republicans did the same. We're seeing now a real split as to what the long term effects might be from Russia and Ukraine. Uh, but, you know, one of the things he's going to try to do tonight is take credit for this early warning system he developed. And if you remember this, he came out pretty early and said they're massing troops on the border, something's going on. And the intelligence was right on that. There was something going on. Obviously, we now know a full invasion uh, seemingly is underway. What's interesting about that is there's nothing to take credit for there, really. Right. Saying what your intelligence tells you out loud is not something you take credit for as a president of the United States. There's nothing magical about doing that. There's nothing special about doing that. The only thing that would make it special is if it stopped Vladimir Putin from attacking. But he said it a million times, and it didn't stop Vladimir Putin from attacking. So it had absolutely no effect on the situation. There's going to be claims that he's brought together this wonderful coalition of people ready to pressure Vladimir Putin. And we've been a part of that at some level, but really Europe has been the one uh, leading that. I am happy to see Vladimir Putin, uh, you know, have to squirm a little bit here. Uh, I think that's really important. But the problem with this is we have people like Joe Biden trying to manage this situation. And you just hope that whatever he's trying to do does not turn out worse than uh, than it would have otherwise. We realize that usually the things as we've gone through this list, you probably noticed this, the things that Joe Biden touches turn to crap. And we do not want this one to turn to crap because the crappy outcome from this one is World War III. Now, I don't think that we're going to get there. I really hope we're not going to get there to World War III. But it is a distinct possibility with this many incompetent people around trying to handle the situation. Of course, even though nobody, uh, there were no invasions by Russia into another country during the Trump administration. Who's to blame for this one? Of course, it's still Trump. Not exactly sure. I think he said something nice about Vladimir Putin once, so he's to blame. Uh, Next up, the SCOTUS nomination. Now, of course, this one was kind of buried on a Friday, and I think that was intentional. For what they're doing here, they want to push through. Oh, I, I forgot to explain. The Supreme Court is like a court, and they're like a supreme version of that court, and there's like nine people, and they talk about stuff and vote on things, and then I guess we listen to them. Or something. Not exactly the design of the system at the very beginning, but we'll get into that at another time. Uh, the Supreme Court nominee is out and people are talking about well, why bury it on a Friday. You have to understand this is not this is a liberal justice. They're going to push through to replace a liberal justice. I don't think the fight is going to be super hard. I, I mentioned this the day it was announced. I don't think it's going to be a real fight against this nominee. Um, and I think honestly for them, they want to get the furthest left person through with as with little Uh, noise as possible. They want this to kind of just come and go. Because they, there's no reason for them to have, to have her record exposed as being sort of out of the mainstream. There's no reason to bring that up. They don't need any Republican votes. They don't need to convince anyone. Just get it through, get it over with, move on with your life. You're not winning any points here from your base with this pick. Everyone expects it to be easy to get this person through. And it probably will be with somewhere between 50 and 52 votes. Uh, so that is the Supreme Court. Who's the blame for the Supreme Court? Obviously Trump, right? And January 6th and racism. Um, that's that's why <laughs> he was the most racist person on the Supreme Court. This is a little known fact. Clarence Thomas Mm-hmm. just does not like black people. OK, next up crime. Now, crime is like when people do things to other people and it's bad. It's basically bad. OK, uh, crime is up. A uh, largest ever recorded annual increase in murders, according to new statistics from the FBI, with the national murder rate rising ni- neither uh, excuse me, nearly 30 percent in 2020. It's the biggest jump in six decades as crime rates continue to soar across the country. New Fox Business Survey finds almost eight in 10 registered voters are extremely or very concerned about the surge. Obviously, we all know crime. It's January 6th is to blame always January 6th. Everything that's bad in this country comes from January 6th. We also have Build Back Better. That'll be what, what's gonna, what he's going to say about this. I have a theory on this. This one I don't know for sure, but this is my theory. Build Back Better, we know, failed. They tried to push back through $3.5 trillion in spending or more initially from Bernie Sanders, who was up near $6 trillion initially, and they couldn't get it through because Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin had an attack of the of, of the Sanities, and they decided to actually be sane for five seconds and would not let this pass through, which is very good. I mean, it would be very bad if that big bill went through. Build Back Better was supposed to solve all these problems, supposed to solve inflation, supposed to solve the economy, supposed to solve everything. We all know that's not realistic, but that's what they kept pitching it as. They said it was basically the solution to everything. Remember how everything was infrastructure for a while? Build Back Better failed. So what do you do? What would you want done if, let's say, there was conservatives in charge and Susan Collins was blocking some big tax cut you wanted to do? Well, basically what you would do is you'd go to Susan Collins and you'd say, Susan, first of all, you're really annoying. Why do you keep doing this? But secondly... You're pretty much in control here. So you tell me, look at that bill and highlight everything you want out of it and tell me what you'll vote for because we want the whole thing. But if we can only get 60% of it or 40% of it or 15% of it, we wanna get that because these opportunities do not come along that often. That when you get control of the presidency and the House and the Senate, you've got two uh, bites at the apple. To use reconciliation, which is to pass something with 50 votes uh, that will reduce the budget, right? Um, So uh, they have another opportunity to do this. Are they really going to let it sit there on the table? Are they going to let a trillion dollars sit there and not spend it? So you go to Joe Manchin and you say, hey, what do you want, Joe? Um, He'll say, "Uh, some of the climate stuff I liked. It does seem like some of the climate stuff Mansion was favorable to. So then you go back to the American people tonight and you say, you know what? We like Build Back Better. I don't even, I don't even know what you're talking about. I never even heard those words together. It doesn't, it doesn't even sound comfortable. It sounds like you translated it from a different language. <laughs> build Back Better? Who talks like that? But what they'll say is, hey, uh, we don't know what Build Back Better is, but here's a new bill. It's called Build Back Better Build. And it's not as much, not as expensive. We're not trying to be crazy here. It just got a lot of, what was it, Joe? Uh, Oh, climate, climate things in it. So that's what I think you'll see tonight. I think you'll see some of the climate stuff survive and they'll pitch it as a totally new plan with totally new thing, like new perspective. But a lot of it is going to be the same stuff. And if they're smart, which they're not, but if they're smart, they've gone to Joe Biden ahead of time and said, what do you want in this bill? We'll give you whatever you want as long as it's spending. Because that's what they want to do. Mansion is on board for a good chunk of it. He just doesn't want to look too crazy, and so you get that thing passed. By the way, who's who's to blame for Build Back Better failing? The January 6th protesters. Mm-hmm. Look it up. Look it up. This is all these problems. You hear show that the State of the Union is not strong right now. Not strong under this leadership. You know, it's still the best country in the world to live in, even with the crap that they're doing to it. I still love America. Don't want to go anywhere else. But I will say there is a, uh, a lack of leadership here that is causing real, real problems. And you see it reflecting in the polls. Let me just give you a few of the, stat, uh, uh, the uh, approval ratings here. Uh, Biden's approval rating on Russia and Ukraine, 41 percent. That's a high water mark. Crime, 39 percent. Economy, 38 percent. Immigration, 37 percent. Inflation, 30 percent. This has been a catastrophic failure of a presidency from day one, in an almost overwhelming avalanche sort of way. We will be watching the speech with you tonight. Do not miss it. It's at uh, youtubecom slash Does America uh, Right after this show, uh, 9 p.m. Eastern is the place to, uh, or it's the time to watch it at youtube.com/stuedoesamerica. It's Stu Does America presents the State of the Union watch along live fact check wise-ass comments, everything you could possibly want to get yourself through a Joe Biden speech. We'll see you there tonight. Make sure to subscribe and click the bell for the alerts. Well, if you're one of the 70% of Americans who are looking at our inflation situation right now and thinking this isn't going well, what does our current out-of-control inflation look like? We just gave you some examples, but how about paying 47% more for fuel than you did a year ago? Or 41% more for the same used vehicle if you bought it this year instead of last? about 10% more to feed your family? It looks like every dollar in your savings is worth less and less than it was just a year ago. Hedge against the U.S. dollar by investing in something real with gold. Gold and silver from Birch Gold. Precious metals have historically, of course, been a a safe haven for uh, inflation against inflation. And Birch Gold is the leader in converting IRAs and 401ks into a tax-sheltered IRA backed by gold and silver. With thousands of satisfied customers and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, Birch Gold can help you protect your savings. You can text STU to 989898 and get a free info get on gold. There's no obligation uh, to get uh, get this info. It's STU. Uh, to 989898. You get the free info kit now. Just text my name, Stu, to 989898. Do it now. I'm happy to welcome Josh Hammer back to the program. He's the opinion editor for Newsweek and host of The Josh Hammer Show. Josh, how's it going? Stu, long time no talk. Hope you're doing well. Yeah, yeah you as well. Uh, it's crazy times as... Uh, is always the case now we never have a there's never a normal day anymore um we are in the middle of looking at the ukraine russia situation and what we get from the media is essentially like you know ukraine are just the the golden knights they're absolutely perfect nation uh and russia is, is the are the bad guys we get that a lot from the media Uh, We're getting this weird thing from some fringe elements on the right that Vladimir Putin is somehow a good guy, which I'm 100 percent certain is not true. What's the right way to look at this?
1: The right way to look at this is to kind of just try to cut through the fog the best you can to recognize that the overwhelming majority of what we are seeing on Twitter is some form of propaganda. Frankly, the overwhelming majority of what we're seeing on cable news, really kind of all across cable news, is some form of propaganda. There is – look, this is a tricky situation. It is inherently a nuanced situation, Stu. From my perspective here, look, there are certain kind of foreign conflicts here where you see kind of one – Power that is clearly an American ally that is kind of going to war is in a hot combat zone against a hostile power. So any, any, any number of examples here. Right. I mean, take like kind of like when Israel and Hamas go to war. OK, there is clearly a morally correct side and a morally wrong side. There is a clear, unambiguous U.S. interest in siding with one over the other. The means of doing so can be debated. Here, I agree with kind of the general conclusion that the Ukrainian side is worth defending here. And I've said that time and time again, but it's not, we should not be pretending here like Ukraine is the greatest country since sliced bread. We should not be pretending like Ukraine is some bastion of Western-style liberal democracy similar to what's happening in London or Paris or any kind of number of kind of Western European countries. Frankly, there's actually a huge difference from my perspective between Ukraine and even some other countries there in Central and Eastern Europe. I got back from Hungary about a week and a half ago. I was in I saw Poland last year. I think the difference even between kind of Ukraine and Poland, which share a border, is actually quite stark. Ukraine, as recently as the revolution in 2014, was ranked in some measures as the single most corrupt country in the world. <laughs> um, when I was in Budapest about a week and a half ago, I was kind of driving around town with a local friend there. He was telling me from his vantage point, he thought it was possible that President Zelensky feared for his life most days because the oligarchs in Kiev and Ukraine wield that much power. It is really that much more of an oligarchic state than Russia. So we should be rooting against Vladimir Putin because at the end of the day, he is an ex-KGB thug who despises America and wants to resuscitate the Soviet Union. And we have a compelling national interest to oppose that. But we should not be pretending like this is like a black versus white kind of Russian imperialism versus Western liberal democracy. It's a much, much more nuanced than that.
0: Yeah, and I agree with that. I think, you know, there is a a white versus black element where I think it's so clear cut that Russia is in the wrong here Um, as far as this actual invasion. It's completely unjustified. But, you know, look, Ukraine's got its own set of problems. I want to stay for a second on this idea that, because we are seeing some of this, I think, I've noticed it on some fringe elements of the right. We saw some conference, I don't know what the name of it was, but they were literally cheering. Vladimir Putin like he was some sort of hero. Now, I think some of that is trolling, uh, you know, trolling the media and such. I think some of that gets gets to that point. But like Vladimir Putin is not a borderline character here. He is the aggressor in this situation. And the best outcome here, uh, all the best outcomes lead to him no longer being in power.
1: Look, Vladimir Putin is he is a bad actor. I mean like if it feels almost silly that i that we have to say that, but he is a bad actor. I mean he poisons and kills his political opponents. Um Navalny who was poisoned in the within the heart of the EU in, in Germany if i recall was poisoned from Putin's apparatchiks. I mean he literally murders his political enemies. I mean he is a profoundly corrupt and authoritarian man who literally served in the KGBs too. This guy was serving in the KGB's East Berlin office when the Berlin Wall came down. In 1989. He is a cold warrior in his bones. And I think he, you know, I mean, he's probably hardened. He's gotten a little more aggressive as he's gotten older. And we've kind of seen some of this old footage of kind of Condi Rice making nice with Putin of the Bush administration, folks. It's possible that he's that as he's kind of been in power longer and longer, that he's kind of hardened up. But whatever he may or you know whatever used to be 5 10 15 years ago now what we see now is someone who openly talks about making the Soviet Union great again with all of that all that, that entails whether that's Ukraine Moldova Georgia Armenia Kazakhstan you name it he wants to kind of build back the Soviet Union and that's not to say that the US or the EU or NATO should go to war for Ukraine I have said time and time again that that is wrong and ultimately if push comes to shove it is not worth sending in US troops on the ground to prevent the opposing of Zelensky and the imposition of kind of a Belarus-style Russian puppet state. But again, I can hold that opinion while simultaneously say that Putin is a bad guy. And it is crazy that not every conservative can go ahead and just say that. Now, some of it is trolling. I think you're right about that. And it's true. Look, I mean, I hear this time and time again. A lot of people say to me, oh, Josh, but like George Soros supports Zelensky. Um. Well, you know what I mean. Like I, that doesn't actually go that far. I mean, like it, it is possible that there is some issue out there where someone like who is a lunatic on almost every other issue, like George Soros, is is potentially correct in siding with this guy over Putin. I kind of analogize it to the big tech fight on the domestic front. Actually, so Lena Khan is the chairwoman of the FTC. Lena Khan is a far left progressive. She probably wants me and you and Gulags too. I genuinely <laughs> think that's probably what she wants. That doesn't mean that I can't find some common cause with her when it comes to Google or Amazon, for instance, right? So that's kind of where I would analogize it to.
0: Okay. Um, And, you know, at some level, what what we've done so far here is we're watching this almost like it's a sporting event, right? We're like analyzing a, a, a thing that's far away and trying to see who's right and who's wrong. The real decision, though, for America is to find out what is in our actual national interest. What is best for us to be doing right now? How do you look at that?
1: So I I think from a U.S. perspective, okay, look, when when we're talking here about Central and Eastern Europe, I try to look at who like the U.S.'s closest allies in that region are in that particular part of Europe. As a conservative, as a nationalist, as someone who generally supports kind of the Trump America first foreign policy agenda here, as someone who is skeptical of the European Union, as someone who supports kind of the more like national conservative conservative parties there in Poland, Hungary and that part of Europe there. I want to see what what those countries want. I want to see what what, what Poland wants, what Hungary wants, Czech Republic, Slovakia, what, what what some of our our stalwart allies there beneath the old iron curtain in central and eastern Europe want. And they unanimously do not want Zelensky to be deposed. They support the, the, the they support Zelensky against Putin and they do so fairly unambiguously. The Polish government is doing so probably more adamantly than any of the of our American allies in the region there. So we should so we should support Zelensky. I mean the US interest I think is best served from a strong kind of central and Eastern European flank. And to the extent that kind of Ukraine can not fall prey to Belarus's fate, Belarus just has Lukashenko, who's a total poop and puppet there in Minsk. To the extent that Kiev cannot become the next Minsk, that Kiev can kind of stay roughly kind of sort of aligned with Poland and the rest of our European allies, that's a good thing. But the means of doing so are important here. It is not such a compelling interest that we should go to war up for this. Vladimir Putin is not Adolf Hitler. Putin going into Kiev is not the equivalent of Hitler going into Warsaw, Poland in September of 1939. These two things are not equivalent. This is a false analogy. It's a very easy analogy for kind of armchair commentators, armchair pundits to make. But it ultimately does not hold water here. So we should be sanctioning basically the crap out of Putin's oligarchs because ultimately I think the domestic tension is what will – ultimately, I think, kind of force him to the table and, and negotiate a ceasefires when the oligarchs start turning on him, when the Russian oil barons can no longer vacation in the Mediterranean because their banking accounts are cut off, things like, things like that, right? But we should not be doing a no-fly zone, for God's sake. That's a disastrous idea against a nuclear power like Russia. We should not be even be countenancing that. And I don't want a single US armed force member, period, to die for Ukraine. I, I, I feel very strongly about that. So I don't want our troops anywhere near a hot conflict zone. But sanctions and things like that, certainly we should be doing to support the current Ukrainian government.
0: Yeah, I'm surprised to see that there are voices out there arguing for a no-fly zone that's going to be implemented somehow with our uh, with our military uh, or even through NATO. I mean, that look, I don't think this is going to turn into World War three. I mean, I, I worry about um, something going wrong, something, you know, f- you know, spinning out of control. But we start having planes flying in the same Russian airspace as Russia. That's the type of thing that could lead to a worst case scenario, even if it is unlikely. It seems to me completely insane to try to do something like that.
1: And you're totally right to feel that way. I mean, lest we forget here, look, Russia is a very different country, obviously, than it was 30, 40 years ago. Um, I mean, it is a declining power. Its GDP is, I think, the 11th or 12th biggest in the world. It is. A, it has a smaller GDP than Italy, than South Korea, than various countries that we simply would not think of as being kind of economic powerhouses, right? At the same time, they obviously were kind of the number two superpower for a solid 45, 50-year stretch during the Cold War, and for that reason alone, they have a nuclear arsenal that as it currently stands is second only to the united states we should not be messing with that okay i mean like these are kind of aging kind of antiquated nuclear weapons but they are still nuclear weapons and then like let's be very clear about what a no-fly zone means it's very easy to kind of tweet out or support for a no-fly zone whatever right when you say you support a no-fly zone what that means is that you are going you are calling on u.s planes u.s ships missiles whatever to shoot down russian aircraft um, that's an act of war, okay? That is, that's, that is literally an act of war. In international law, that is casus belli. either the Latin phrase for cause of war. So we need to be really, really, really careful about that kind of stuff. Um, what do you make of uh, the, the idea that, you know, the Soviet
0: Union collapses, uh, and there's this, I think, understandable instinct to offer as much freedom as possible to the Soviet satellite states that have fallen. Many of them are implemented into NATO, Uh, You know, there were discussions back at the day that where we sort of indicated we're not going to expand NATO towards Russia's borders. We get closer and closer. They keep saying if you get closer and closer, we're going to have a problem with it. And now they have a problem with it. Uh, Now, I think their fears are irrational here, obviously. I mean, I see the world totally different than Russia does. But I mean, this was something that they said would happen a couple of decades ago.
1: They did. I mean, query, you know, query whether he actually had to start like bombing Kharkiv and Kiev, obviously, to kind of get his point across. But um, yeah. Look, I mean, I don't think it is an irresponsible thing to say that this could have been avoided. I mean, uh, you know, Trump himself, you know, who kind of was a he, he was inherently skeptical of NATO, who was inherently skeptical of the UN, the EU, all these kind of transnational globalist institutions, whatever you want to call them. Trump could have clearly taken. Um, you know, his support for possible Ukrainian ascension to NATO off the table. And, you know, that, that that's not to say that it was a particularly you know, compelling public policy item on the agenda for him, he he, frankly had his hands tied on an entirely unrelated Ukrainian matter with, with <laughs> respect to that first impeachment where Zelensky himself, of course, was at the center of that one as well. But I mean, the the West could probably have avoided this. I mean, I don't think that that is a crazy thing to say. And, you know, when I saw Josh Hawley say a couple weeks ago that we should just disavow Ukraine's membership to NATO, that strikes me as not a crazy thing to do. I mean, when it comes to NATO, Stu, in particular here, let's remember what NATO is. NATO was obviously an organization whose purpose, the purpose of the organization was to defeat the Soviet Union in the Cold War. Last I checked, that happened basically the year that I was born. (laughs) So it's not obvious to me why NATO even, even needs to exist anymore. I mean, let alone kind of adding new members to it.
0: And I will say, the, the the looking back at the history, it violates my number one rule of having a country. If you have nuclear weapons, don't give up your nuclear weapons. That's just don't do it. Uh, it never works out well. Uh, Josh Hammer, opinion editor for Newsweek and host of the Josh Hammer Show. Make sure to follow him on Twitter and check out the podcast as well. Uh, Josh, thanks for coming on the program, man.
1: Anytime, Sue. You got it.
0: trying to buy or sell a home these days, it can be a challenge. It can be a lot of work. That's why you need a real estate agent who is going to come in and help you take charge. If you need the house painted, here's someone you can talk to. Need to replace the stairs? eh, They got a guy. Roof repair? No sweat. We'll take care of it. You need a real estate agent who's going to talk to you just like that. Realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find that person. This is Glenn Beck's company that he started many years ago to find a way to screen through real estate agents because... It's tough. It's not like a restaurant where you go in there maybe once a week. You know if the food is good. If the food starts, you know, it doesn't taste good. You you stop going. A real estate agent is someone you use maybe every five, 10, 15 years. You need to find the best agent for that once in a lifetime transaction. That might be the biggest one you ever make. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Make sure to go there, get more information, find the best real estate agent in your area. Realestateagentsitrust.com. No matter where you are, go to youtubecom America right now. Make sure you are subscribed to the channel. Make sure you click the bell and watch right after this program uh, for live coverage of the State of the Union. And when I say coverage—I don't know if that's the right word. It's going to be a watch along. We're going to be watching it with you. I'm going to be making wise-ass comments, live fact check. Probably me throwing things at the screen. It's going to be a lot of fun. Don't miss it. Stu Does America, uh, the YouTube channel, and tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern, following uh, this program. If you happen to be watching on Pluto or Blaze TV, uh, you can check it out uh, right there. There's going to be another rebuttal, by the way. Of course, you're going to have the Republican rebuttal. You're also going to get the uh, Rashida Tlaib socialist rebuttal. The Democrats, of course, are not particularly happy about this because they don't really want a rebuttal. Now, she's saying, I'm just going to support the Build Back Better agenda. But of course, you know, the whole point of this speech is to get people to forget about the big Build Back Better agenda that failed miserably. Uh, They're going to try to bring it back up. It's obviously something the Democrats largely see as counterproductive, not happy about it. Um, But at least we're only a couple weeks away from baseball, except we're not. Yes, the uh, players and the owners could not come to a resolution today. There was a deadline today, 5 p.m., uh, to come to a resolution about starting the season on time. They have now canceled a bunch of games. I think the first two series they've canceled. Uh, so it will not start on March 31st as planned. You know, look, this is the time. We need, we need sports. We need baseball in our lives. Uh, as you know, I'm a big fan of America's team the Toronto Blue Jays, so I really want to see them. I mean, this is a great team, young team, exciting year, and who knows, this is probably, we probably will have the whole season canceled because that's just, it's just honestly what we're getting right now in life. So hopefully that's not the case. Uh, And finally, if you happen to be um, ordering a car anytime soon, it'll be a little bit of a wait. I'm on a six-month wait so far. Ordered it six months ago. Haven't even got a, they haven't even pulled the order yet. So I doubt my car was on this boat that, uh, caught fire. We told you the story a couple weeks Was it a week ago? I had uh, hundreds of Porsches and Bentleys and thousands of cars, 4,000 vehicles uh, the ship can carry, caught on fire, and you've lost your chance now to go get a free Porsche. Unfortunately, the thing sunk. Do you believe? Isn't that incredible? Thousands and thousands of cars just going to go to the bottom of the ocean. Uh, so you missed your chance. Uh, I guarantee, though, my car was it was on that ship, wasn't it? It totally was. Now it's going to be another six months or a year or two or five. I'm going to be riding my bike to work soon. Back in a second. Maybe after watching the State of the Union, and you'll need somebody to help soothe you to sleep tonight. So does CBD work? Well, over 90% of doctors say that their patients have used CBD to treat a health condition. Uh, That says something. If 9 out of 10 patients use it, speaks volumes about what this might do for many many people cbdistillery.com uh, is the place to go to get your cbd over 2 million customers and counting cb distillery is the source to trust do you have sleeping problems uh, 90% of people in a survey said cb distillery can help has helped them with their uh, sleeping uh, patterns nagging discomfort the survey said of their customers found that CBD helped them. If you go to cbdistillery.com where you order online, there's no prescription required. You just enter SDA for 20% off, Studios America, S-D-A. Get 20% off right now with that code SDA at cbdistillery.com. It's cbdistillery.com. It's not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. You people are screwed! cbdistillery.com. Don't forget to subscribe to the program. You can subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. If you're on Apple Podcasts, you can rate and review the show as well. We really do appreciate when you do that. Five stars is the appropriate number of stars. Stupid show for a stupid time. I love Stu's humorous take on the downward spiral that is the Biden presidency. Stupid show for a stupid time in the world. Very stupid very true. You can also watch the show on YouTube. We have the uh, live coverage coming up here in just a minute we'll get to that here in a second. Um, and you can comment during the show. MJ writes, uh, "Praying Pennsylvania turns red this year." That's that would be that would be very very nice. Uh, it's going to be a we're going to get into the Senate probably in the next week or two and do our first real breakdown of what's going to happen in the Senate uh, and the House as well. We'll get into that. Don writes, "China joins the party and who knows what could happen." Five stars. Love this stupid show. Yeah. I mean, look, I mentioned this with Josh earlier. I don't think this is going to turn into World War III. It shouldn't. Certainly with competent people, it wouldn't turn into World War III. But we have one psychopath invading countries all over the place, and then we have a bunch of incompetent buffoons running our government. So I don't know what's gonna happen. A couple stray missiles here or there and we could be in for some real hurt. I really hope that doesn't happen. It would be great if we can turn this thing around and uh, you know, Vladdy goes home and maybe is out of power at the end of this thing, but I don't know. It doesn't seem like we can have nice things, does it? Back in a second. Okay, so here's what happened he's uh He's got uncombable hair syndrome. <laughs> that's really what they're saying he's got. He's an adorable kid with adorable crazy hair, and they're saying he's got a uncombable hair syndrome. So now we've got a whole new class of victims, and it fits perfectly into our wonderful society uh, we of course. Uh, Apologize to anyone offended by our uncombable hair syndrome segment. And if you have uncombable hair syndrome, there are real resources for you. Uh, Not combs, because your hair is uncombable. By the way, our special tonight is brought to you by the Uncomable Hair Syndrome Foundation. The U-H... Wait, U-H-H-F? I don't know. Anyway, uh... That's uh, it. Really, doesn't matter who the sponsor is because it's going to cost you nothing. Stu Does America presents the Stu Does America State of the Union Watch Along. Yes, in just seconds. Go to youtubecom America There, you will join me, and you will join a television screen, and you will hear the terrible speech by our president. Joe Biden, and then you will hear me doing live fact checks as we go through it. Where is he lying? Where is he telling the truth? We'll also uh, make some sarcastic, wise ass comments and mock him as he screws up all of his sentences. And then, you know, do I throw things at the screen? I don't know, Maybe maybe I'm eating snacks. Who knows? We're going to do it together, though. I'll be reading your comments, hopefully, as well, and we'll be able to uh, go back and forth on that. Uh, I do really appreciate when you hang out and we do the stupid uh, extra shows because they're so much fun. Uh, make sure you subscribe while you're there, too. YouTube.com slash America Subscribe to the program and click the little bell, and we will see you there in just seconds.